0: You are now listening to Grinding True Crimes with your hosts Todd Fox, Maddie Matt, and Gabby.
1: Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of the Grinding True Crime podcast with your host Matt and Matt, along with our narrator for today, Todd Fox. Hey, and the other host of Joe. Gabby. And we are back here live again, breaking down a special show today. We're going to do a quick introduction for those who don't know who we are. Uh, we're the Grinding two Crimes. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, just type in the Grinding True Crimes. And uh, for those listening to us, you can continue on the podcast. Uh, On your podcast, you can go to Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, and Mandora. And for those outside the country, you can also listen to us on Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Case, and Podchaser. Quick introduction. We're going to end it there. Uh, We'll save the rest of the stuff later. We're going to do a different show today. It's going to be a bonus episode. Uh, Todd's got an important story to tell us. So I don't know about it. We'll
0: take it away, Todd. All right, this one's gonna come uh, <clears throat> from Virginia Beach, United States. It's gonna—it's a bonus episode because it's a short one, but I felt it was a good enough story to tell. So, uh, let's get into it, shall we? All right. Um, it's uh, the name—the name of our uh, of our person today is Ellie Tran. Ellie Tran. Ellie. A girl. Yes, it's a girl. Oh. Okay. okay uh Ellie uh, was a single mother and a manicurist. Uh, so she did nails in the Virginia Beach area and uh, she had a two-year-old and uh, she, was at the, she was at the age of 35 and was living with her parents on the east side of uh, Virginia Beach and uh, she worked at various salons during the day and uh, in, the, in the early afternoon and uh, to help support herself and her child um, Upon her being pregnant um, she her parents you know because she came from Vietnam Uh, her parents lived in vietnam and they wanted to come over and help out you know with their granddaughter and they didn't Mm want to they didn't want to be on the other side of the pond so they were like you know what let me let me come over (laughs) there and help you out in your place and you know we'll stay over there we'll get a place together to where you go by day to work and we'll help you out because she didn't have support of a man at this time okay yeah and so her uh her mother and father knew very little english but they came over here anyway the father got you know a humble job to help out as well so the family life you know taking on the new responsibility of the child and she was doing her responsibilities and the mother was watching and they had a good thing going on okay so um, so before so, far, so good the, yeah so far so good Um, but before everything um, she had a relationship the you know because obviously uh, the daughter come from somewhere she wasn't artificially inseminated um, uh, Joseph Moreno was was the guy that she dated uh, he was 29 years old, and oh. uh, yeah. Was
2: he Hispanic?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, no, he was actually white. Oh. With, with a Moreno back. Uh, yeah. Because from what I could see, he has he's a white uh, white guy. So. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, Joseph Moreno. Uh, 29 years old. Um. That was the 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 father of the child. Okay. And um, you know, they had been dating a, a couple years, uh, and we'll get into their story in a minute, but um, so our date. Our date has to actually take place on a date that usually is for love, and that would be February fourteenth, which is
2: Valentine's Day. Valentine's.
0: Correct. And usually Valentine's Day is like the you know the quintessential. Here's your box of chocolates and some flowers. This is why I love you, and uh, see you next year. You know, (laughs) it's
1: for. I mean, you nailed
0: it. I mean, it's for most guys who just aren't romantic, you know, because usually romantic guys will find something to do for their girl or their wife like once on a the month. Regular. Yeah, on the regular or, or at least once a month. But this is an excuse for guys to be like, yeah, I love you, babe. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, give me some sex. You know, like that's about all they do, you know. How they sound? Give me some sex. <laughs> <laughs> so um oh, man. I wish I wish this was the case for this particular day in two thousand seventeen. Oh no. Oh yeah, that would have been nice. Um so actually our our girl Ellie had plans to spend time with her daughter. Um she wanted to play um with her new toys and maybe play in the colouring books and stuff like that. And um, you know, come home and, and have a Valentine's Day with her daughter so her mother was well aware of this and made dinner a little early so that uh, when she came home from you know from work at the salon that she could come home and have dinner with her daughter and have a little one-on-one time you know she didn't need a man yeah so um you know at the at the time you know she's making her way home let's let's get into what uh what it, what it had been with the with uh the situation with joseph and that and that was the case is when joseph was with her and she got pregnant and she told her parents about things uh, her parents were like hey right away we're like i said we're gonna come from vietnam we're gonna come over there and help you guys out he didn't like this and that started a problem with him and her and he actually was pushing for her to get a, uh, an abortion oh. and yeah and she's like no i'm keeping the baby and he's like well it should just be me and you and things got abusive you know he he began to uh you know raise his hand on her he was very uh verbally abusive and because of that they broke up so even before the grandparents came over they were already done okay and this was before
2: the baby was born or after
0: this is before the baby was born so this is like you know 2016 a little bit before or no 2015 2015. um and his controlling ways and everything else like that, you know, uh, the arguments there was just too much. So they both called it splits. They they went through a custody battle, and to where he could only see his daughter a couple times a week. You know, he had to pay some child support, and they had been going in and out of the system for like the last year. Hmm. And he even would stalk her sometimes after they had broken up. He would appear at her job. Um, he would appear. Um, on their property or walking at various times of the day or night on the sidewalk of their house. To where, yeah, mm-hmm, big time creeper. And, uh, the grandpa said, you know what, we got to put security cameras up. So he put security cameras all around the house. Uh, she put out a, uh, restraining order. Um, so this was, it was pretty, you know, pretty bleak between those two prior to everything happening. Yeah. So uh, getting back to it, that faithful evening, Valentine's Day 2017, she finished up her second job at a second salon around 8 p.m. Uh, she came, she left her job and pulled up on the driveway as the video camera footage will show. And I'm actually going to post this to go along with the story. Um, oh. She gets out of the car, <clears throat> collects her bags from the car, steps out, and out of nowhere, just like out of the left side of the camera, a figure runs up, in a black hoodie and just stabs her in the leg oh. and, and she like yells because it has audio it's one of those cameras that has audio too you can hear her scream she drops the the purse and uh all of a sudden you know she falls to the floor and the the assailant takes off so he's out of the driveway and everything he just boom right in the uh, the leg gone Gosh. Um, yeah so she screams and about like about 10 seconds later you hear the or see the grandma or hear the grandma first open up the garage door and then she comes running out and she's talking to her in vietnamese and ellie's screaming on the ground uh she picks up the phone the 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 grandma and the 911 calls out there too but you could barely understand her she's talking in very broken english uh, mm-hmm. To to call, you know, my 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 daughter's been assaulted. I don't know where she's bleeding. You know, in and of course, as she's trying to explain in broken English and in, in a panic, what do the nine one one operators do? <laughs>
1: calm you, down. Ask you all kind of questions, but first you must calm down.
0: Yeah, you must calm down. And what's your address, ma'am? My daughter's bleeding. What's your address? Address. Yeah, and it's address, and then it's like you need to stop being hysterical. It's like. B, I just saw my daughter get stabbed in the leg. Am I supposed to be doing jumping jacks right now? <laughs> I mean, it's 2022.
1: With all these satellites and the technology, shouldn't they know where we are?
0: Yeah, this was 2017. So, I mean, they have iPhones at that time and stuff. I mean, come on. You should... Yeah, exactly Yeah, they should know. They should know by that. Ping the goddamn phone Ping on. Ping the... There you go. Ping yeah. it. Um, but, yeah, that that's what happened. Um. And that's my only other, other thing. To get off topic real quick... They when people prank call 911, I don't even know why you do it anymore. But Mm -hmm. if you prank call them, you better believe they'll ping your phone and they'll find exactly who the the rascal is for doing it. Why can't you ping it in an emergency situation? If
2: you mistakenly call, they can call you right back.
0: Yep, absolutely. It's like you
2: have my phone number, then you have my location. Cut it out.
0: Don't ask Mm -hmm. us how, don't
1: ask me how I know that for a fact, but you are 100% telling the truth. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) we don't have to man so so getting back to it she's she's on the floor she's arriving in the driveway in pain uh fire department police department paramedics get there within about two to three minutes they already show up and they're already trying to uh you know establish aid and the the paramedics and the uh operator are like where where is she bleeding from is a deep wound and she's like i can't tell all i know she's in pain and she's having uh she's starting to have trouble breathing and um so they get her in the ambulance they're trying to get her you know they said okay she was stabbed with something and they're like it wasn't a knife it had to be like a syringe like she was stabbed with something and uh so they start taking her to the hospital and she starts losing coloration to her face uh what? She, she's starting to go into cardiac arrest like, like are you serious yeah she's starting to have a heart attack and so the uh, they get her to the emergency room, the trauma center. They're trying to stabilize her. They're working on her for thirty minutes, and she's dead like that. She dies. What? She dies. Yep.
2: He injected something into her.
0: Yep. And uh, she died within thirty minutes of arriving at the hospital, despite all oh, the wow. the efforts. Um, basically, tests would show. Can you can you guess what she was poisoned with?
1: I'm gonna say rat poison.
0: Gabby? Um, jeez, chloride. It's what's in rat poisoning. It's so it's cyanide. So, oof, cyanide is so dangerous. Uh, you can basically like what the Germans did to to kill themselves prior to you know being caught or mm-hmm. or, or put in jail. They'll drink it. Yeah, or they'll take a tablet, like a tablet the size of a of a aspirin. And you take one of those, and that can get into your nervous system and everything, and you're dead within twenty. Damn, years
2: if or so. one pill or, or just taking like powder alone could kill you so fast. Now mm-hmm. that thing was injected right into her bloodstream.
0: Yeah, this was a lethal dose. Police said that could kill uh, kill up to five people. It was in her bloodstream. Whoa, so, that's terrible. Yeah, so when they inter- they <clears throat> interviewed the huh.
1: No, I was going to say, and it's nothing anyone can do once it's inside your bloodstream.
0: Oh, yeah. It's like it's almost like a death sentence unless they're able to somehow do. I've seen them save someone that had cyanide in them, but it it was like they knew it was already going in them and they had to really, really work hard to get it out. And so, I mean, to stop the effects of it breaking down that person's organs. But this chick, this chick had no chance, dude. As soon as she was stabbed, she was dead on. Yeah, because
2: they had no idea what happened.
0: Mhm. Mm. So they talked with the grandparents, the grandparents said, "Oh, you know, their her boyfriend had to have done it." You know, they looked at the camera, they said it fits his body frame. You know, they looked at the video right away. They tried calling his roommate. His roommate said he was 100 miles away visiting family, but the police decided to ping his his phone just a day or two later and they found that he was in the area at the time of the stabbing. Mhm. So He was wrapped up really, uh, really early. Now, here's a little bit of a twist in this story. Um, When investigating Joseph, he's still on the run at this point. They realized that, um, you know, checking his records, checking his they they went into his financial stuff. They saw that he made a purchase um, for some cyanide on, believe it or not, Etsy, the uh, website. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) And and, uh, he was able to get also a metal syringe uh, for $68 and it was not mailed to his personal address it was meant it was mailed to a friend's pizzeria in the mm. in the area to where it could not be hooked to, hooked to him or mm. you know linked to him the only reason why they knew is because they saw the purchases and they went through each purchase and then they found out where they went and what it was so and then they not, also checked. not, his not too smart not too nope. smart and then his internet history which always gets people was uh was a ser- was was there was a search saying the effects of cyanide on a human body well that'll do it yep so joseph was quickly array uh arrested they found him in the uh in the still in that area not too far from the pizzeria he was hiding out at another friend's house um joseph went into full on i'm gonna try to trick the uh you know do a golden state killer um he went on a <laughs> hunger strike and he lost 40 pounds
2: whoa yeah whoa. 40
0: 40 pounds and that way to it would look like he was trying to fool the the jury too saying before his court date saying oh i'm too skinny to be that guy in the in the camera you know what i mean that's not me and so <laughs> the people are like oh come on now we, we, we know about <laughs> your 40 pounds Come on." Now. um so he tried to establish an alibi, but that didn't work. During the trial in 2019, the rest of the family came over from Vietnam at the, the proceedings. And then some more court drama. Uh, he tried to uh, play it off as if, like I said, like the Golden State Killer sat there with his mouth open, trying to look like a feeble old man. But then they showed video of him you know, working out in his thing, being all fit for 78 years old. Well. This guy tried the same crap. He came in in one of those like uh, wheelchairs, but it's like laid back and his mouth was to like his head was tilted to the right and he was foaming from the mouth. And the the judge is like, what is wrong with the the defendant? And and the (laughs) the defense lawyer is like, well, he's obviously in trauma and he's not fit to stand trial for this uh, crime that he did not commit. And the and the judge is like he's on camera number one number two, he's he's obviously playing it off. He's been cleared by the the uh, the medical staff. Why is he foaming from the mouth? And then they and then the lawyer again was like, "Look, I gave him alcohol so tab- I mean, he's really sick and <laughs> he should he should not be tried for this uh, thing that he's innocent for." And then the judge is like, "Man, kiss my ass. You're guilty." <laughs> Yeah, he tried. Yeah, he tried. Uh, almost two years to the day of the incident, February 10th, 2019, um, Joseph was found guilty and sentenced to life without any possibility of parole. So Good. Good. Should have got death.
2: Freaking creep bastard.
0: And his now four-year-old daughter is in the custody of Ellie's uh, paternal parents.
2: That is so sad.
0: Yes. All because they broke up. Yeah, all because he couldn't handle it. And he, and he had some sort of aspirations of, if I kill her, I can get custody of uh, my daughter. But it wasn't really about the daughter. It was about him spending the money. It was about her not wanting to be with him. So.
1: What an idiot.
0: Yeah. I mean, well,
1: he can spend the rest of his life foaming at the mouth. <laughs> 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 looking drunk
0: yeah he looked terrible in those pictures if you've seen those pictures man I mean god dang I'll, I'll post that too but the video it's it's pretty frightening to see that you know you could die of many things people can kill you of many things but uh, to go out like she did you know her body was suffocating her you know as she's trying to you know her organs were just quickly shutting down it's just a, a bad way for her to go out it's, uh, feel really bad about that
2: yeah one. really scary because that took time
0: mm-hmm yeah, she was. I think from the incident total, it was she was only alive an hour after it.
1: That's it. Ugh. That uh, a slow death like that, man. While wow, your body is just shutting down. Ugh. Yeah,
0: there's basically nothing you could do about it's it. It's not. Yeah,
1: it's nothing you can do.
0: Yeah, and by the time they were realizing it, it was uh, cyanide, it was just way too late. Just way too late. So nobody wins in this one. I even think uh, from last I heard, I think the grandparents were on their way back to Vietnam with their daughter. So daughter's not going to grow up in the States where she was born. So she's moving back home. Yeah.
2: You know what, though? I totally get that. Like, take her as far away from him as possible. Mm -hmm. Where there's no way he could find her.
0: Yep. It's just sad. I mean, you you don't lose just one parent when it comes to these domestic disputes. You lose both.
1: You know, I have a question. Or I, uh, I have a if someone has been, you know, caught stalking. Do you think that's worth going to jail?
0: If you're caught stalking.
1: Yeah. Because then they say that he was stalking her. Yes and they filed a complaint, correct?
0: Yeah, they filed a complaint, everything else like that. It's just that, um, you know, a restraining order. I mean, he there's loopholes to where, like, okay, you can't be, like, certain amount of feet away from the yeah. per- person. No, I know that a
1: restraining order. But, but what I'm saying is if you clearly are a stalker and you've seen the person stalking you, like, hey, this guy's stalked me multiple times, mm-hmm. do you think that should be considered a crime and go to jail?
0: Well, absolutely. If you're violating the the restraining order, yeah, absolutely. But thing is, they need proof. So either if they have them on camera, or if they had them on, um, you know, just cell phone <laughs> pictures. If you could prove that, and the dates and times are stamped on there, yeah, by all means, they go to jail for violating that that ruling. And I think it's Restaring the first. Order. Yeah, the first time you can, is you know, it's sort of like a slap on the wrist. But I think the second time, if you violate it, you start seeing some jail time.
2: Yeah, that's what I think. It's so dumb. I don't agree with restraining orders.
0: Cause mm. so nobody's gonna oblige. Yeah, by a
2: because piece of paper. a restraining order is a paper that says you can't come near.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But obviously, if you gotta put a restraining order on somebody, that person already has is not having much control over their actions, and that already puts you in danger. Mm-hmm. Why are you gonna give that person, that creeper, the opportunity to still be out there? I mean, if he don't care, he don't care. He, he's not going to follow the restraining order, and, and you're at risk.
0: That's what and I this mean. This is a
2: good example of it. Yep. She died because he could care less.
0: Oh, yeah. He got he had nothing to lose. I mean, anything yeah. anything that would have transpired from this incident is a bonus to him. You know, she dies. If he gets away with it, he gets away with a Bonus. If not, you know, he still wins. She's dead, and he doesn't have to pay. You know what I mean? But uh, he threw his life away, too. So, I mean, he's trash. And he belongs where he's at right now.
2: It's just sad. I feel like when a person is being threatened already, their death could have been avoided if there were heavier laws to implement on people like that. Like, Mm -hmm. you already have this person who was already physically abusive, verbally, emotionally, everything. And then you have a restraining, you have to put a restraining order. That should tell you already that this person should not be free.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Absolutely. I yeah.
0: I knew this was gonna be a tough one, but uh, it's a it's a quickie. But it's I think it's 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 I, I wanted to tell it because it's another way of, of people just being incredibly uh, just inventive on ways to, to harm people and, and cause grief, you know, and and just another way that you wouldn't expect someone to get murdered.
2: Yeah, that that was terrible. Well, well I hope he rots.
0: I hope so too. What is aspirin in his mouth?
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Tom, for breaking down that story. We did a little something different. We did a little quick story. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um and uh well, we don't enjoy what happened, but you know, hope you enjoy how we broke it down. You know what I'm trying to say. We know, we know, we know. <laughs> So that's going to be the end of the show today. Um, Real quick, for those who didn't hear in the beginning, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Type in Grinding True Crime. Follow us. Also, you can listen to us on your podcast streams. Just go to Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, and Pandora. And for those listening to us outside of the country, continue to listen to us on Podchaser, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. And we'll keep it brief and cut it there. So this has been your uh, host for the show, this is Maddie Matt, along with our narrator for today. Cy Fox. And the other host of the show. Gabby. And we are signing off.
2: Toodles.
1: Peace. Yes. Y'all come back now, you hear?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>